Hello everybody and welcome to an episode of Impactful Conversations. I hope that this finds you well wherever you're listening to this. My name is Tafadzwan Dlovu and thank you for listening to this episode. So on the show, I interview and speak to individuals who are making a difference in their world. Individuals who have a different way of thinking and are forming as leaders in their respective fields. I'd love to hear some of your feedback on the episode, either by writing us a review or giving us a five-star rating in the podcast app that you're listening to right now, or by heading over to our website, which is impactfulconversations.co.ca. We also have a YouTube channel where you can go there and search Impactful Conversations, and you'll find us over there as well. We also have a newsletter that we do every month with some of the content from our episodes, along with some interesting pieces that we have come across. Anyway, wherever you're listening to this, Happy sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hi there, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Impactful Conversations. Um, it is my pleasure to bring this episode to you. Um, we're back after a bit of a short break, uh, and we're back with a new series, uh, which I'm really, really excited to talk, talk to you about. And uh, it was my first guest as well, who I'll introduce shortly. Um, but what this series is, is the Energy Expert Stories uh, series. And what this is about is just interviewing some of the energy experts that we have um, around the world. And this is a continuation of a series that you'll know that we did earlier in the year, uh, which is the Critical Infrastructure Series. And what that really is about um, is it's a series where we, where we interview various you know, experts around the globe on you know, critical infrastructure and energy and with the goal of building a community that's uh, centered um, on innovation and a community that is vibrant with energy, if you'll excuse the, the pun. And what that really is about is just forming a community, once again, with uh, centered on knowledge and sharing the knowledge and sharing the lessons that we've each learned through our journeys. Um, and this series is powered by Sebenzana, so we're very, very thrilled to have them uh, on board, uh, you know, powering the series ahead and very excited to chart the, chart the course over the next few episodes. And I think uh, very, very excited of the guests to come. And the first guest uh, today is a uh, gentleman called Tom Canning, who joins me. And before I greet Tom, let me just tell you a little bit about him. Uh, Tom is a consultant engineer. Um, uh, in power engineering mainly, but uh, you know he specializes in thermal efficiency in electrical services, in control and instrumentation, uh, power stations, mining materials, explosive factory, big process industries. So he is uh, a, an expert of, of many, many things and uh, very, very thrilled to have him here. Tom is Irish, uh, which you'll be able to tell very, very soon. Uh, but he's also worked, uh, as I understand it, in the Gambia, in West Africa, as well as a bit in South Africa as well. So he comes with a plethora of experience and a plethora of, of, of lessons and stories that we're going to try to glean uh, from him throughout this episode. So, Tom, uh, good morning to you. Uh, very, very thrilled to have you here uh, in the room. How are you doing uh, today? morning Taffa and good morning to uh, all your listeners yeah now this is a, a great day here um, so just as you're heading into deepest winter we are heading uh, into our uh, uh, from spring into summer here in Ireland and so we are also heading from um, hard lockdown into light lockdown into 
uh, into freedom. So yeah, this this is uh, uh, we're heading from darkness to light here at the moment. So yeah, it's it's all it's all good here. No, that's great, Tom. That's absolutely fantastic. And thank you so much for uh, joining me for this Energy Experts Stories series that we're kicking off today, uh, which is powered by Sebenzana. Tom, I typically would start, and I will start, um, by allowing the listener to get to know you a little bit better. Um, and you and I have had, you know, many a conversation offline, you know, so you know, a lot of the stuff I already know. But, you know, just for the listener, I'd be very interested to know, you know, where where were you born? Um, where did you grow up? And what are you passionate about? Yeah, so um, I was uh, born in uh, Dublin in Ireland uh, 60 years ago, and uh, it was a very different place then. I grew up in Dublin. It's a um, it's a medium-sized European city, uh, so it's got all of the kind of the history um, that comes with that, uh, and um, it is uh, it's a colourful place, um, and uh, uh, there's uh, the Irish are a very colourful and vibrant people by. Um, by European standards, um, so uh, it was a good place to grow up. Um, I've been um, I've been uh, passionate about what about everything uh, about living. You know that's the important thing is uh, that life is for living. We have one uh, spin around the merry-go-round and um, making the most of it, um, not looking back. Um, enjoying, uh, uh, contributing, uh, you know, life is what you invest in it. You make your own life. And um, if you invest heavily, uh, you will have uh, an interesting life. If you if you don't, you won't. Mm. Uh, so, uh, yeah, no, so I've been try I try to be um, to keep an interest in everything. Yeah. It's impossible to be interested in everything, but uh, yeah, I've uh, I I don't think that there's any limits um, to what people uh, should think or learn from. As you, of course, uh, uh, have always said as well, um, you have to be able to learn from everybody uh, in all parts of society. Yeah, and I absolutely love what you said there around you know, life is is what you what you invest in it. Right? I think that's a really really profound statement. Talking, talking about one of your passions, um, which I know is engineering, um, of well, different types of engineering, but also I know is engineering as a whole. Quite curious, you know, where where did that passion start? And you know, walk me through that journey of how it sort of developed. Yeah, I uh, I was always an engineer. I just didn't know what it was called. Um, <laughs> I was extremely lucky. Uh, and most engineers don't have um, uh, this look that I was um, from um, uh, a small child. I was always taking things apart, figuring out how they worked, mm. um, uh, building things, building uh, machines. I mean, the origin of um, engineering is building engines, building machines to do things. And so as a child, I was always building things for games and building things for to 
um, to uh, to to do tricks or so forth. Uh, <laughs> later on, uh, I went to school, obviously, uh, and somebody mentioned uh, that I should consider engineering in college. I didn't know what it was called, but when I arrived in engineering, I, it turned out I now had a name for what I had been doing um, uh, all my life. So that was uh, a great discovery for me. And yeah, I'm very conscious of how lucky I am um, to have already been an engineer because um, most of the guys I was starting college with um, were painfully discovering uh, you know how to do it. Um, yeah. Whereas for me, it was already uh, it was already there. Yeah, yeah, and I think that's quite an interesting take. You know, in the, in the sense that it was always there, and there's a sort of a passion that was there from well, not necessarily from from the beginning, but from the very early stages of life. Um, Tom, your story fascinates me, uh, and the reason I say that is because well, for many reasons, but one of the reasons is you have taken uh, what I'd call a few bold steps um, to travel to different countries, to work in different countries. Um, you know, bold steps to sort of, uh, you know, go traverse the world, work in different environments, you know, be in environments where, you know, people speak different languages to the languages that you know and so on. Mm. What's What's always emboldened you to take these steps as it were um that yeah. aren't common i i'm really really curious to dig into that yeah i think that you see they they are common in certain cultures mm. and uh here again um i was lucky or unlucky if you if you uh, prefer that mm. uh, in ireland uh, it's a small and you know when i was born it was an impoverished country mm. uh on the edge of europe and so um, traveling for the Irish uh, was very, very common. I mm. mean, um, Irish are a huge um, uh, group that make up, you know, large uh, parts of um, the US, mm. uh, Australia, so f um, the UK, many places in Europe. And people traveled for work. And of course, they um, uh, settled where they uh where they landed. Mm. And so um, traveling was normal for us. Mm. Uh, so as you say, it's not normal for South Africans, yeah. um, but it is for us. Mm. And, uh, or at least it, it was uh, uh, when I was, um, you know, um, a, a teenager. Mm. Uh, so, I mean, I would have gone to work first first time I ever went abroad, I would have gone to work in uh, the Netherlands. I was age 17 um, and, you know, I was uh, packing stuff in a, in a factory uh, um, and, you know, that was that was my first experience of uh, being abroad, mm. uh, being in um, different culture, trying to learn um, different cultures, different languages. Uh, but again, uh, you know, Ireland does, on the edge of Europe, does have the great advantage um, that, you know, we are close to so many different countries mm. and traveling is in our blood. Uh, so, yeah, it's it's um, it wasn't as big a step as you as you as you might think, uh, yeah. the initial step. Mm. Uh, later on, of course, 
um, after I became an engineer formally, mm-hmm. um, uh, I was traveling a lot for work and uh, to many, many different countries. Yeah. And that then brought it with it a whole different dynamic. Uh, but the initial the initial thing was uh, was also for work. It was uh, to, to make money to go to college and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. And tell me, what are so I mean, having worked in different countries and, and different environments, you know, and, and I think, you know, it, with the context of, you know, maybe speaking to um, young professionals um, of different of different you know types of disciplines and so on. What are some of the tools that you needed to be able to adapt to different environment? Or, but I mean by tools is you know some of the key sort of tips that you would give, I guess, to say you know how how do you adapt to different environments that aren't similar to your home environment, your comfortable, yeah. as it were. Yeah, I, 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 I uh, or, or maybe it's what those um, that traveling gives you, mm. uh, you know, it gives you um, that necessity of um, being um, responsive uh, yep. to different situations that you find yourself in, mm-hmm. of um, uh, having to um, adjust, having to adapt, mm. uh, having to, to deal with change uh, when it's... Uh, imposed upon you um, by by the traveling and so forth. So uh, rather than me bringing it uh, to that situation, I think probably um, I uh, got it from 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 it. Mm. You know, I got it from traveling. Uh, You know, you learn tricks, um, you know, getting a map, um, you know, finding your way around town, uh, you know, uh, um, navigating transport systems, you know, mm. um, talking to people, mm. uh, learning how to uh, get jobs, learning how to, uh, um, you know, to uh, get places to live and so forth. You've got to uh, do, do these things quickly and efficiently. And uh, I think I learned those um, from traveling rather than bringing them to the, the thing. Yeah. And that, of course, um, uh, helped me uh, uh, later, uh, mm-hmm. when I was traveling quite a bit uh, mm-hmm. for engineering work, because you've got to uh, learn to be efficient in getting around. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, it, it, it's always fascinating, right? I I, I once uh, in, interned as a as a as an engineer to, at a lab in Rio de Janeiro in Brazil wow. uh, when I was a student. Yeah, and, and um, yeah. I, I I made the mistake of of, of you know traveling to Brazil, uh, you know with my with absolutely no idea how to speak Portuguese, mm-hmm. and you know I made the assumption that I think they had hosted the, I think it was the Olympics the year before. Um, I made the assumption that you know I'd be able to survive you know with with English as a language, and you know to my to my shock and horror once I got to uh, São Paulo. Uh, on, after my flight, trying to connect to, to Rio de Janeiro, looking for frantically trying to see, you know, airport signs in English. <laughs> uh-huh. I couldn't find I couldn't find a single one. Right. I, I had to, you know, sort of I think I circled the airport uh, probably about five or six times before I managed to find the domestic section of the airport. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I think it's always it's always quite, you know, quite an interesting experience to to go to different environments and as you're right you know you have to be efficient in that and you have to have the tools to to actually do that 
otherwise, you know, you 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 learn as I learned. <laughs> once you're already there, yeah. once you're no, already but getting going, yeah. That is that is how I learned. You know, yeah. uh, 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 you know, I uh, uh, obviously um, do. Uh, uh, you must be uh, not be afraid to talk to people, to ask questions, and so forth. Um, uh, people are um, in the main um, uh, helpful and generous with their time. So, um, uh, you know, the, and, and they will help you out. But yeah, everybody allow plenty of time for your first visits because yeah. you're going to make uh, uh, you're going to go a lot of circles. But you will get better at it very, very quickly. Yeah. Um, you know, and uh, failing is important. Failing is important. Making mistakes are important mm -hmm. um, in uh, in learning. Absolutely. Uh, it, uh, you know, I always tell young engineers um, uh, that uh, it's it's making mistakes is not a, an issue. It's how you recover from those mistakes mm -hmm. uh, is all about it. You mm -hmm. know, look look at me. Look at I've made more mistakes than you will ever make. That's, that's the important thing. <laughs> yeah, it's about how you recover. You're absolutely right. Yeah, absolutely right. So, so Tom, we, we started off quite fast, uh, you know, digging into your your life and your journey, but we can slow it down briefly a little bit. Um, I, you know, of all the, the cities, towns that you've visited, worked in, um, you know, which would you say is, is your favorite? Um, if I had to sort of make you sort of cast back uh, to to all the places that you visited, which would which one has a sort of a fond memory in your mind? Oh man, so many, <laughs> so many. Um, okay, first and for, uh, foremost, obviously, um, uh, Johannesburg is not a beautiful city, but uh, you know I have so many friends there and. Uh, so many people I like to see things that I've been involved in there. So mm -hmm. I mean, obviously, it is a, a warm place in my heart. Um, yes. It's uh, it's not the most beautiful town in the world, but uh, uh, it's a very comfortable place for me. Mm -hmm. um, of all the places I worked, oh man, um, I would say standout places: um, Vietnam, Saigon, uh, what's called uh, uh, Ho Chi Minh City. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, absolutely uh, amazing place in Europe. Um, Prague, I think, mm -hmm. is it's either my the most beautiful city in Europe. Um, I would have th think is either Saint Petersburg in Russia that was previously known as Leningrad, mm -hmm. uh, um, Prague, Czech Republic, mm -hmm. um, Nuremberg in Germany. Beautiful, yeah. beautiful town, uh, Amsterdam. Um, yeah, uh, uh, Amsterdam is just uh, such a fun place, and uh, I think Sorrento, Sorrento in Italy as well, nice. uh, would be a place that that uh, I've uh, lived and in, in, in enjoyed uh, quite a bit. Mm. Oh, I could go on and on. I don't <laughs> know. I'm sorry, I can't. Uh, I, I'm going to have a lot of trouble picking out uh, <laughs> one uh, if you, you know. But uh, yeah, there's, there's, there are, there are wonderful places all around the world. I, I think, 
And I've never, unlike you, I've never been to South America. So yeah. I've been to Central America a few times, but never to South America. So, okay. uh, um, you know, it's uh, that's a whole place I've got to uh, I've got to discover. Sure. Yeah. Look, it's a, it's an amazing, an amazing. Well, I can only speak about you know Brazil, an amazing country. Um, truly, I think uh, yeah, just a, an amazing experience having gone there. I think I worked there for two months um, as a student. It was yeah, that's absolutely lovely experience. Sure. And yeah, I think I think it becomes difficult to, to name your favorite place, you know, when when you've worked in so many. Yeah. <laughs> it just becomes a little more difficult. So I do I do I do accept that that was a difficult question to answer. Yeah. So, no. It's so very, very very tough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Tom, you know, sometimes people have a perception about engineers um, that we're we're a bit boring <laughs> as people um, and that we don't like to do anything for fun um, or rather our our life is our life is our work um, but I'm curious you know from your side what do you like to do for fun yeah um, there are there are plenty of engineers who are boring <laughs> right. uh, yeah and uh, who concentrate on it but you know uh, engineering is a lot bigger obviously than people uh, understand Absolutely. Uh, um, and uh, you know that's that's a a big learning thing mm. and engineers are um, a, a much much wider group uh, than 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 people know as well for me um uh, it's music yeah uh, in, in ireland it's it's common for people to uh, play music and to play in an informal uh, setting. Um, it's one thing that unfortunately is missing in, in South Africa generally is just a place where people can meet up and uh, uh, play a few songs, uh, play together in uh, informal settings uh, where people don't have to be um, a professional standard. Uh, uh, you know, they can just enjoy uh, music. This is something that um, I would do a few times a week here. Um, we would uh, uh, playing, singing. Uh, today, I'm just uh, getting our place here ready. We will have uh, a dozen musicians here uh, in in a few hours' time, um, uh, celebrating our uh, our lockdown, our new lockdown freedoms, and we will just uh, sit around and play uh, songs until the uh, the wee hours. So yeah, that's that's uh, that's my main thing for fun. That's amazing. I mean, that's absolutely incredible. Uh, yeah, that that really really is it. Really really is fascinating, Tom. And, and what would you say is a what's a typical working day in your life? You know, what time does it start? What time does it finish? Oh. Does it go. You know, how, oh. what is a typical day in your life? After 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 a year and a half of of lockdown, I I hardly remember. Um, <laughs> Uh, obviously, I, 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 I spent 30 years doing um, kind of uh, very standard type of uh, working regimen, mm. uh, office in the morning or out on the uh, site and power stations. And, mm. um, you know, my particular job uh, um, in testing plant uh, meant that I was working weekends, nights, mm. uh, uh, every day of the year. I've, I've never worked on a Christmas day. 
in all of the years, I've never worked on a Christmas day. I don't know why that is. Um, uh, but I've I've worked every other hour of the day and ev uh, every other uh, day of the year. Mm. Um, so uh, that has been uh, uh, most of my working life. Obviously, since I uh, retired from uh, that kind of work, uh, um, consultancy work is more uh, uh, for me. Uh, I've always worked as a specialist, so consequently, people bring me in for particular problems. Mm -hmm. And uh, so consequently, I spend a lot of time um, just surfing, uh, um, uh, you know, dealing with males and so forth. But uh, then when I go on site, then it is, uh, uh, you know, on site for days to weeks um, to solve whatever particular problem, mm. bring particular testing um gathering equipment and so forth. So yeah, it's it's very variable. Um, um, obviously, in the last year, um, it's been extremely disrupted. Um, um, but I, uh, it can be on any day of the week. I've just finished a, a lot of work uh, for Qatar, and their week starts on a Sunday. So yeah. you think of uh, Sunday morning as uh, a meeting start first thing uh, early Sunday morning. Uh, and uh, get um, get into the week. Then mm. uh, that's um, uh, kind of a strange, uh, strange feeling. Yeah. You know, uh, eight a.m. on on Sunday as being your your start of your week. Yeah, but yeah. extremely that's, variable. That's, no, that's, no, 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 no easy pattern to identify. Yeah, and, and that's almost that's almost quite nice because you know it, it keeps you on your toes, I guess. Um, <clears throat> And make sure that you don't, you know, slip into a comfortable routine, which which is a good thing at times, but a bad thing at other times as well. Yeah, I I, I would say that um, uh, when you're working as a specialist consultant, mm. uh, there's a great advantage in that you will be very busy um, for periods of time, but you'll also be not busy for periods of time, mm. and so that's when you can go and attend to the garden or your the rest of your life and your family yes. and friends and yes. you can uh you can get into work uh for 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 uh in those kind of contexts mm. unfortunately engineers are 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 very um popular um uh, with family and friends yes. uh and and uh yeah, I will be um, working uh, here with a shovel and spade. Uh, <laughs> it, it'll be uh, a little bit different uh, to what I do uh, when I, I go in. But uh, it's important to um, keep your hands dirty. Don't be afraid of, of getting into it, mixing with it and, uh, you know, doing whatever needs to be done to get the job done. Absolutely. Absolutely. And thank you for, for sharing that, Tom. And um, yes, I... I guess now we I'd like us to dive into a topic that I'm very excited to to get your thoughts on um which is around learning lessons to build a sustainable uh, future yeah. um and really I think you know keeping sort of in line around you know in terms of the the overall series um 
very curious, you know, to get your thoughts um, around, you know, what parallels you can draw um, between the general landscape in South Africa and any other countries that you've worked in, lived in, and, you know, traversed and so on. Yeah, I'm very, very curious to get your take on that um, in terms of the lessons or, the, you know, the parallels that, that can be drawn between the two uh, or the three or the four, depending on uh, which, which parallels can be drawn. Sure, sure. Well, um, when I go to South Africa, I mean, um, the main parallels um, that uh, I would draw is uh, uh, is uh, with my home country here, Ireland, and uh, you know when I I I like to think that uh, South Africa uh, will find its way to um, uh, having uh, a society that that can um, help everybody um, to come along and uh, to prosper, and mm. I I think of the people that I've met there, I think of them in, in, in terms of um, Irish history. Um, uh, 100 years ago, um, Ireland was uh, got its uh, freedom from uh, an external oppressor. Mm -hmm. And uh, so consequently, that is very much marked uh, uh, our society. Mm -hmm. um, we would have emerged uh, as a, an impoverished uh, nation uh, on the uh, edge of Europe, um, it's uh, 100 years ago uh, in a few months' time. Uh, just at the moment here where uh, people are marking a lot of uh, the centenary of a lot of events mm. that happened at that time. Mm -hmm. And I see parallels um, uh, with South Africa with the emergence uh, of, um, you know, the new South Africa um, from all, all of its uh, travails. In particular, I think of um, my grandfather who would have fought uh, in that uh, uh, battle for freedom, mm -hmm. my father who uh, would have taken over from him, mm -hmm. um, and, uh, uh, and you know, my generation. And then, of course, there's the, the generations afterwards. Mm -hmm. the, the, the chief thing was that the guys who did that fighting and achieved independence for Ireland mm. were not the guys who were best suited for building the country afterwards. Interesting. Um, mm. Because they were um, scarred by battle mm. and hardened in attitudes. And, you know, the idea that you uh, bleed, beat your swords into plowshares, mm. uh, it's, uh, in fact, a very hard one. Uh, for to for to uh, happen and uh, you know uh, Ireland made many mistakes mm -hmm. in how it dealt um, with the history of the 20th century mm -hmm. and it wasn't until my father's generation um, came in um, that they were able to um, take control um, walk away from some of the attitudes um, mm -hmm. you know the hardened attitudes uh, and to to approach things with a more open mm. uh, idea, um, um, to improve society, um, to um, you know to favour prosperity over ideology, mm -hmm. and to um, move society forward. So um, 
you know, when I when I uh, uh, was young, I mean, Ireland was, I say, a, a very impoverished country, and now it's. Uh, I think you could consider it a, a very prosperous country. You know, and it was. Um, it doesn't have the natural resources that uh, South Africa has, mm-hmm. and it did it with intelligence and most of all with education. Mm. And when I look at South Africa, I see um, so many great people, so many um, great things. And I also see so many false uh, paths mm-hmm. and unfortunate uh, routes that things have gone. Mm-hmm. But I, I, I still remain hopeful um, for South Africa because I have a longer uh, term view, a longer view of the future. Um, but it is about um, uh, bringing all of the people into making that future. Yep. And uh, and uh, education is absolutely the key. I know we're supposed to be talking about uh, infrastructure and, uh, uh, you know, what uh, what is uh, can build a sustainable um, uh, uh, country of uh, South Africa, I'm going to tell you that the infrastructure under the infrastructure is education. Love that. Uh, there is no thing more important, and especially for women, um, mm. because the society has to change, the people have to change, they have to be adaptable, mm-hmm. they have to be able to walk away from um, stuff in the past, mm. and they have to be able to build a future. Mm. And uh, unfortunately, I don't, I meet a lot of South Africans that don't know their history. They don't know, um, you know, uh, uh, they're not, a lot are not getting education right now that they need. Mm. And uh, that is unfortunate. And, um, uh, but I, again, am sure that this is something that will change. I would just ask that it be changed quicker and quicker Absolutely. we were we were very lucky there were a lot of people with foresight um mm. uh, uh 50 and 100 years ago who realized that if we didn't get uh, education um at the, the basic level and bring people along uh, and move it up through the ranks and uh, uh, and make education accessible, um, cheap, uh, ultimately free and mm. accessible uh, for everyone, um, that they would not, uh, that the, the country would not prevail. They were right. Mm. They were more right than they could have known. Um, uh, Ireland is uh, a very prosperous country now. Mm-hmm. It has no natural resources. It has no gold, platinum, diamonds, no, none of those things. Mm-hmm. Uh, everything um, we do is done with, um, with, uh, with intelligence. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Ireland now makes its money in two chief areas. Uh, one is the um, computers, um, uh, you know, so all the apples and intels and uh, so forth uh, uh, all make their uh, their bits and pieces here mm. the, the um 
and also in biopharma, all of the big pharmaceutical uh, companies in the world um, yeah. make their stuff here. Mm-hmm. Um, so while it still is um, uh, in many ways an agricultural country as well, you know, it's a big open spaces. This this is its original its original task was to be a breadbasket for the British uh, Empire. Uh, but now it's it's moved far away from that. Mm. Uh, it's with skills uh, um, that uh, have have driven it. This is the most important um, structure for yeah. making a, a renewable and sustainable society. Yeah. And uh, if I can just um, ask um, South Africa to make it ha- as happen as quickly as possible. Mm. Uh, it, it's one I, I do feel that there's a a lack of understanding on the importance of education mm-hmm. and i think uh, you know what you said in terms of you know education is the infrastructure behind the infrastructure right and right. and that's that's actually the foundation that we have to to get right and to get right as quickly as possible um if i if i had to ask you um in south africa um so in terms of building a sustainable future, um, both you know energy and, and society. Um, firstly, you know what is that sustainable future looking like, and you know who do you think are the major role players within that, and amongst the role players, um, do you think that young professionals have a role to play within that, and if not, or if so, uh, how so? Uh, can the young generation play a role in building the future as well? Yes. Oh, yeah. So many questions there. Yes, yeah. there's... Um, loaded. Uh, Very loaded. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, that's fine. That's <laughs> fine. Let me let me, let me, me step through them one by one. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, obviously, um, uh, uh, as I said, I think education is most important. Mm. I think building a... Um, uh, uh, a respect for education, uh, it, it, you know, and uh, true uh, uh, a teaching profession that's that's uh, that's uh, you know of the best in the country. Yeah. Uh, training the trainers, training the people that um, will bring on the people, and will also, uh, uh, you know, inculcate in the minds of people that change is important. You know, um, traditions have their place, mm-hmm. um, but when it comes to make, make making a sustainable and prosperous country, uh, change and a light-footed approach that allows you to be adaptable um, uh, when changes are required. These are absolutely crucial, okay. uh, crucial skills uh, for traveling, as we said earlier, mm-hmm. but crucial, uh, uh, crucial skills for living. Mm. Um, and especially for engineers, uh, um, I, I think the importance of um, having, uh, being able to find a third way, being able to fix problems in a creative way, mm. this is, is, is all important and it's all down to having that uh, adaptable uh, uh, uh population who are the main players the government has to um get on board with this it's too big um for um small institutions and so forth 
it it's got to be something that the government uh, 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 will set uh, um, aside large resources and build for the future you know not um, uh, uh, build to the short term but build for the future nobody else um, can institute that kind of change it's got to be led uh, from the front mm -hmm. those leaders are going to come not from the people who um, liberated the country those leaders have to come from a new cadre um, cadre of um, the sons and daughters of those people just as in Ireland um, my grandfather's generation um, uh, they just uh, uh, they caused the country to stagnate mm -hmm. for decades um, uh, because they were driven by um, ideology um, and uh, they it was my father's generation that took control of the country um, and when they were given the um, uh, wheels of power when they were given uh, control uh, they were the ones who changed the country um, and began to improve things for people they were the ones who drove um, uh, uh, you know education down to every corner and to the poorest of the poor um, they were the ones who um, uh, uh, built uh, uh, on the back of hard labor um, uh, uh, the prosperity that we have today and uh, so that generation is ready to take over in South Africa now yeah. uh, and needs to mm. and uh, we need to walk away um, from uh, 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 the past and build uh, a unified society in South Africa. Mm. Um, so the government uh, is, uh, it's inescapable that the government is going to be a major player. Of course, all kinds of um, individual industries and so forth can contribute. And of course, many industries um, do uh, give a, uh, extensive education. Um, but, you know, till we have a situation where where people are um, promoted entirely on merit and the country advances, um, the best people are put into the best positions, uh, you know, until that happens, um, you know, there will be stagnation, there will be, um, there will at least be delay mm. in getting these things to happen. So finally, getting to your last last piece, young professionals, do they have uh, do they have um, a part to play? OK, that's obvious. Mm. Uh, so if that uh, that's just what I've said, mm. um, if the best people um, get into the best positions, into leadership roles mm. um, and are able to are educated and have sufficiently large perspective, mm to realize that the longer term is what we've got to play for here. You know, not individual, not personal uh, um, gain, but the longer term. Mm. That if we get to that point, um, then the South Africa has everything it needs to take off. Mm. 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 And I think that, that phrase that you used last, right, to take off, um, is, is is so important. I think uh, 
I think when we when we look at it, you're quite right in the sense that you know the 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 young professionals do have a, a role to play and a massive one actually in terms of charting the long term future um, of South Africa of the different societies within it, um, and I think you know when you speak about education, making it as as accessible as possible to as many people as possible, or you know in fact to everyone, um, that's an incredibly important foundation. Um, that needs to be in place for us to build, to, re- to or to build to build the house that is going to be the South Africa of of the future. Um, and I think you know there's there's many different ways that we can traverse that. There's many different ways we can go through that journey. But ultimately, the journey the journey is happening, and it is now. And we need to ensure that you know we take we take this house in the right direction. We build it on the right foundations. Um, which is, I think is an incredibly important point, Tom. And, and uh, yeah, that, that actually does bring us to a close. But, you know, before we do close, Tom, I just want to thank you um, for giving us, I think, what is a, an incredibly unique uh, perspective um, and an incredibly unique set of lessons that you've seen, experienced, learned, um, that you've, you know, brushed past as well. Um, it doesn't feel like you know we've been we've been speaking for as long as we have been speaking, but you know it's just it's just absolutely whizzed by. But I want to thank you for giving us you know the lessons and the tools that you know you have seen that you know can help us to build a sustainable future, and you know for charting you know or uh, you know showing us a way of actually building a sustainable future, but actually reminding us that that sustainable future is is built on education, and you know and free and accessible education to as many people as possible. Um, So, Tom, I just want to thank you so much. I hope that you have enjoyed it. I hope it's been a a wonderful experience being on Impactful Conversations, and I look forward to welcoming you back on the show uh, sometime in the future. Well, well, thank you very much. Uh, Yeah, no, that's the the message, Um, but especially for societal change make sure that education is for women and for men. That's, the, that's absolutely um, crucial. Uh, I'd like to just uh, st- stick that in again, please. Um, yes, thank you for uh, uh, allowing me um, to chat here today um, uh, about one of my favorite places. Yeah, yeah, no, Tom, I want to thank you so much once again. I think it was uh, super, super, super impactful. And I think anybody who's listening to this would definitely agree. Thought-provoking, impactful. I think it will garner, you know, discussion on, you know, how can we chart the way forward um, as well. And so um, to you, the listener, uh, from Tom and myself, we want to thank you for joining us for this uh, fireside chat um, it's a cold morning in South Africa. I know it's not so cold in, in Ireland, and I, the reference of cold is a bit different. Uh, what I call cold is probably what, what Tom calls, you know, fair, <laughs> fair weather. <laughs> so it's a cold morning here in South Africa, but um, I want to thank you so much uh, to you, the listener and the viewer, uh, for joining us um, for another episode of Impactful Conversations. And I look forward to welcoming you back on the platform um, in the next episodes. Do check out the website, which is impactfulconversations.co.za. And please do subscribe to the YouTube channel as well as to the podcast platform that you're listening on. Um, and yeah, we do we do really, really appreciate your support and your um, 
consistent engagement with the platform, it continues to evolve and make the community uh, much better for it. And uh, yeah, we sincerely, sincerely appreciate it. But from Tom and myself, we just want to say thank you so much and goodbye. Thank you. Goodbye. Thank you very much for tuning in and listening to the episode. Hope that you impacted positively and that you found substance and significance. To stay up to date with the latest episodes, please subscribe to this podcast and give it a five-star rating. You can also check out and subscribe to our episodes in video format on the Impactful Conversations YouTube channel. To head over to our website, impactfulconversations.co.za, for more details about the show, as well as to give us any feedback of how you found the show and to send through your questions to our future guests. Thank you to all of you who have listened, subscribed, and given us feedback. It really does mean an incredible deal. But anyway, until the next episode, bye-bye, stay safe, stay healthy, and wash your hands.